Welcome to the one on one. When it comes to ratings, man, we number one. I get the truth, then I give them the scoop. If anybody got a question, I give them the proof. Welcome to the one on one. When it comes to ratings, man, we number one. I get the truth, then I give them the scoop. If anybody got a question, I give them the proof. Welcome to one on one at Legacy Lake Sports Network. everybody Darrell Owens Legacy Maker Sports Network and you are here that's right you are here for another episode of one-on-one this is episode eight and with me today I got one of the crown jewels of Richmond here with me and Natalie Calabat Uh, she is the sports director uh, at Channel 8 News here ABC News in uh, Richmond Virginia Natalie how are you doing I mean, my gosh, after that intro, one of the crown jewels, <laughs> I feel pretty good. <laughs> well, I'm glad to have you on, Natalie. And, uh, you know, we've, we've known each other for a few years now, and it's, it's always a pleasure when we uh, get a chance to see each other. So I'm so happy that you were able to uh, do this one with me today. Oh, thank you for having me. I know I'm, I'm having withdrawals from seeing you on the field. That's one of the best parts of my job is, is uh, showing up to games and seeing your smiling face and being like, okay, Here's where I belong, and I'm, I'm about to shoot this game. So it's COVID-19 has put a little hold on everything, but we're going to get back, and we're going to be better than ever, right? And, and, and you're right, exactly. And, and speaking of that COVID-19, it's been a wild couple of months. I, I, I keep saying two months, but it's actually been three months now. We were like a week away from it being like three months of like almost complete uh, shutdown around here, starting to open up a little bit. But how has your life been through – uh, COVID-19, this pandemic, there's been so much going on. We've had all of the, the, the unrest in the country the last couple of weeks. Uh, how have you been navigating through everything and, and how have you just, you know, find a way to keep things rolling? It's crazy. If someone told me that sports would stop, I would think they were crazy, right? right. So it's just crazy how the pandemic put a hold on everything. So I think the first thing that I did, I was scrambling, oh my goodness, what am I gonna do on air? What am I gonna um, do online? And you know, how is my role gonna change? And man, I've been wearing a lot of hats. You know, I've been doing some, some news anchoring, but I'll tell you this, I've been working harder than ever and, and Zoom has allowed us to connect with anyone and everyone at any time. And it's honestly been awesome. And I have my sports cast back and, you know, NASCAR starting to race with no fans and golf is back. So it's like the light at the end of the tunnel is good. Um, but yeah, at the beginning of COVID-19, I was, you know, just like everyone else, you know, what's happening, what's going on, how do I protect others and myself and doing a lot of working out at home, some cooking, cleaning. I have a bike, so I ride my bike around and just try to maintain a positive attitude, right? That's, that's all we could do. Yeah, I mean, it, it has been tough. I think the biggest thing for me is I've been able to like, it, the best thing for me is I've been able to spend so much time with my kids because you know, you know how it is. I mean, when you're in that, that sports media world, you're running, you're gunning, you're trying to get the, you know, the next best story. You're always trying to be on top of it uh, trying to stay crisp and 
you don't realize how much time you miss out on until you're like, man, when I've been home, you know, kind of home these last couple of months and I'm sitting back and I'm like, this has been really nice. Dinner every night together, bonding, just really getting a chance to spend that family time. And that part of it has been phenomenal. But I'm not going to lie to you. They're starting to drive me a little crazy. <laughs> I was going to say, there has to be some sort of a double-edged sword, right? It, it's probably great to have them around, but then sometimes it's like, all right, I wish I could just drop you off at school or or at a, you know, a sporting event or whatnot. Yeah, I mean, a lot of time is good, but it's also like, all right, we need some space. <laughs> yeah. It's like absence makes the heart grow fonder. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I think we're going to be so much in love with sports when they give back. <laughs> Exactly. I don't have kids yet, but I'm sure I'll get there. But I can't imagine what it's been like for especially parents with young kids having a, those little rugrats running around all the time <laughs> and, and wanting to play because it's just exhausting, right? Especially. It, 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 it definitely has its uh, some highlights and, and some lowlights. Now, uh, Natalie, you know, uh, what a lot of people don't know about you, and I even recently discovered myself as I was kind of like, you know, I said, I said, I said, who is Natalie? And then I came up on some stuff that I was like, what? I had no clue that, you know, that you had such an illustrious career in swimming. I mean, I'm probably pretty sure a lot of people in this area didn't know that you were that uh, phenomenal in the swimming front. I see that you were in the national, uh, you were in the Olympic trials. You got a Pac-12 championship under your belt. Hey, that's a pretty good deal. But tell us a little bit about your swimming career uh, and, and, and just how it's kind of, you know, evolved over this time and, and how'd you fall in love with swimming? Oh my gosh, it's so crazy. Before I could even walk, my mom would throw us in the pool. We had a condo in South Florida and she would just <laughs> throw us in the pool, sink or swim, you're learning how to swim. And she put um, me, <laughs> my brother, and my sister in swimming. And it was just like, okay, I guess this is what I'm going to do. And I loved it. I loved being in the pool and she would take us to practices. But I have to tell you about the turning point. So when I was about 11 years old, representing the state of New Jersey, where I'm from, at a zones meet in Buffalo, New York, and I had a great swim. I had a great swim. My mom and I were in the car, and I said, Mommy, that's the last race I want to swim. I want to try diving. And I looked at the diving well, and I said, Can I, I want to be a diver. She said, oh, that's great, but you're good at swimming, so you can <laughs> swimming. Um, I'll let you try out, and uh, if, if you make the top-tier program, then good luck with diving. So uh, I tried out for diving at the College of New Jersey. The uh, club program is called Blue Dolphin Diving, and the diving coach after my tryout put her arm around me and just said, this girl, she said to my mother, you know, this girl's been at the wrong end of the pool. Like, she's a good swimmer but she's really, she's going to be a great diver. So I actually transitioned from swimming to diving at ah. around 11, 12 years old, but I did start in swimming and uh, from New Jersey, I got a scholarship to dive at USC and I competed in the Olympic trials. And I mean, how does a kid from New Jersey end up all the way across the country for school? I love my family. I didn't do that on purpose. I was a Trojan for life when I stepped foot on campus. So, uh, went to USC, never looked back. And let me tell you, I mean, diving was a perfect springboard, no pun intended. Into <laughs> this. <laughs> I always have to say that it was a perfect springboard into uh, television, you know, just being able to cope with criticism and adversity and be a team player. 
And it's exactly what I'm dealing with right now and in our field and also working hard, just, you know, working your tail off and always doing more and more and more and just continuing to get better. You know, with reps, you get better as a, as an athlete and you also get better as a TV personality. Yeah. And see, that's the thing. I mean, you know, uh, I, a lot of people, there's a lot, a lot of people that know me know. I mean, I started, um, I started getting on, I was on TV myself back a couple of years back, you know, doing commercials for Walmart. And those commercials trained me for this moment in time. I tell people, I said, you know, they don't know how vital that time was, even though I was just kind of like, you know, they just said, here you go. And I kind of just had to, to grasp it and learn it. And just being able to, to see these professionals do it consistently for, I mean, I, I, you know, I did it for a couple of years, but just watching them doing it consistently over that time frame really gave me an eye what it feels like and needs to feel like when you're on TV. And, and definitely gives you a chance to, you know, to climb over adversity and say, well, okay, I can handle this. I've been under the, in the light. I can make this happen. So I can, I can definitely understand that. Definitely understand that. Oh, exactly. The pressure, um, the adversity, just, you know, having a little bit of nerves, being able to cope that with energy and excitement. You're a fun guy. You're always smiling. You have a ton of energy. So no, it's a direct correlation. Now, you know, talking about that, you know, yeah, I mean, you had that TV thing, but what said, okay, yeah, you had the, that background and swimming and diving, but what made you say, man, I want to be a sports journalist? Who gave you that bug to say, man, I want to be a sports journalist. I want to show people what I got. What, what got you into sports journalism? I love it. I love that question because I have a really simple answer. I went to USC. I was a sophomore. I took an upper uh, division journalism class called sports media uh, mm. studies in broadcasting. I sat in the front row. I got there early. It was a three and a half hour class on Wednesday night. And I just fell in love. I fell in love with it. The guests we would have, we would have such amazing um, on-air talents from some of the local LA stations. I mean, Scott Boris was, would come on. I mean, it was mm. just, it was awesome. It didn't even feel like school. I was just in the front row, uh, bright eyes, and always have my hand raised. I was so excited to go to that class every Wednesday night at, at the Annenberg School at USC. So going to school in LA was perfect too. I mean, just being in a big city and having internships after that. Right. But that class, my sophomore year, really was the turning point for me to be like, okay, I want to do this. So now I need to figure out how I'm going to get experience. Right. That way I can get my first TV job in two years when I graduate. So it all seems to work out in a, in a weird way with uh, a lot of hard work and hustle, but wouldn't want it any other way. Well, let's look at it like this. I mean, you, you've come into this market and you're the only female sports director in this market. That's, I mean, that's got to make you feel good. And I, I mean, I, me personally, I don't know if you're the first, but if you are the first, that's a huge accomplishment just within itself. But how does it feel knowing that that pressure of saying, okay, look, I'm the only female sports director in this market. The, do you feel that pressure of saying, I got to get this right for, for future, uh, you know, uh, women that want to be uh, sports directors? You know, uh, uh, do you feel like you have to get it right? Or you feel like I just got to be myself and make, my, and make it happen for me? I love that question because I love just being myself. And I know you watch my stuff and whoever wa else watches channel eight sports you'll know when you turn it on it's going to be different than anything else right. and i love that i love just creating this sports cast and making it my own and 
I mean, sports is who I am. You know, I grew up around sports. I was a competitive athlete myself. So it just seems so natural when the producer is counting me down three, two, one, Natalie. And I'm just like, I love it. <laughs> it's awesome. I, I mean, it's, it's like, you know, I think for people in the journalism field, that countdown is like the equivalent of somebody shooting the three with the buzzer. It's like, this is my time to shine. Let's go. And, and so it's, it definitely has a different feel than anything else. And it's a lot of pressure because you got to be on your game. You got to be on your game and you all have slip ups, but you got to be on your game. And so it's, it's, that's a pretty big deal. That's a pretty big deal. You so, do all the stuff up and I'm going to drain that three shot. That's right. Exactly, Nelly. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Nelly. So now we've gotten to the part of the show, which is starting to become my favorite segment on the show. That's called Quick Ones. Oh, no. All right, all right. So here on Quick Ones, for those who are tuning in for the first time, the way it works, it's kind of like rapid fire, but not quite rapid fire. I call it Quick Ones because, hey, we're one-on-one. So you got to make it happen. Uh, but here on this, uh, I'm going to ask you a couple of, uh, or, or put a couple of phrases, maybe I'll drop a one-word thing for you, Natalie, and it'll give you an opportunity to, to react to it. Uh, you can do it in one word, or you, can, or you can give me the breakdown. You know, I'm down. I think we're cool either way. You ready for this? I'm ready. Born All right. ready. Let's All go. right. Okay. You hear that? That's the that's an athlete in her coming out. All right. Quick one, number one. What has been your favorite sports moment? There it is. <laughs> I said I wasn't gonna do it, and I did that. Oh my gosh. The Capitals winning the Stanley Cup. Okay, okay, okay. I, I, that's, that's a great answer. I, I think a lot of people in this area uh, would definitely put that on high on that area. I mean, it was good to see a Washington team get a W in a championship game, you know. So that, that's, a pretty good, that's a pretty good deal right there. Uh, all right, next one I have for you. Um, sporting event that you feel like you, you must cover. That one event that you say, I don't care what happens, I have to cover this event. What's that one event that you want to cover? Diving the Olympics. Mm, okay, 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 okay. I like that. That's that's a, see, that's a good one. That's a good one. Right up your alley. You'll be ready for it. You'll be ready for it. All right. Now, exactly. that, <laughs> so the next one I have for you is give me that interview that you've always wanted to do, and it could be anybody. I mean, it could be past, present. There's one person that you can interview. Who would you interview? Someone I have or I have not yet. Either, 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 well, no, that you haven't yet. Now, let's do it. You haven't yet. Uh, okay. And it's one, it could be dead or alive. Just to have one person, you can say, man, I wish I had that interview or I want to do that interview. It's got to be Michael Jordan. Ah, okay. Got to okay. go with MJ. Okay. MJ's a solid answer. No one's going to be upset with the MJ answer at all. <laughs> Ew, definitely not. <laughs> all right. So the last one for you, this, uh, this might be a little bit of a layup. Um, sure. But here we go. Give me your favorite cereal. Cereal? Yeah. No. Oh, wow. <laughs> I need to stop opening my mouth and just answering. I thought I'd be able to do that, and I just haven't been able to I would say, this is such a random one, but it's the first one that comes to mind, Kashi Goline Crunch Peanut Butter Flavor. 
It's really good. It's really, really good. <laughs> you had me thinking. I was like, uh, I, I've seen like the I'm thinking down the grocery aisle and I can't picture this one. <laughs> oh, okay. Kashi. Now I've seen the brand Kashi. I, I, I haven't gotten to break down that deep, but I have seen the brand Kashi before. White box, if I'm not mistaken. I think brown yep. lettering, something like that. Okay. So we're good. It, okay. So Kashi. It is. I just love peanut butter. So it's, <laughs> it's so good. I put it on yogurt to have it with uh milk it's just it's amazing i know i i should have said something like cinnamon toast crunch because that's <laughs> really tasty no. <laughs> no it's all good somebody but Zine, you know what you've done somebody's gonna be like i gotta go check out what this kashi is because i have never ever heard of it but that's okay though because you just did a promo for kashi and they don't even realize it I hope the money comes your way soon. <laughs> no, am I going to get a phone call? Like, hey, you've gotten a free box. In fact, you give me the free box of Kashi. <laughs> oh, man, that's great. I think, well, my favorite, I'm going to give you mine out of fairness. Uh, it's kind of tough for me because there's a couple of the last couple of years that actually General Mills made some really good ones. They had a s'mores one that was pretty solid. They had Ooh. Nutter Butter, which was like, oh, it's like Captain Crunch. You know how the hard Captain Crunch the one that cuts the roof of your mouth, it's that cereal without the cutting of your mouth. So that nut butter one was pretty good. Uh, but my favorite one is actually Frosted Mini Wheats. I, oh, I love Frosted Mini Wheats. I don't know why people probably make fun of me for it, but I, I love Frosted Mini Wheats. It's, it's up there in my top. It's definitely, it's probably my favorite cereal. I love Frost Mini Wheats. Like the texture, the flavor, it's kind of healthy, right? Like right. minus the frosted stuff. <laughs> Right. And so, <laughs> now, um, exactly. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Now, uh, that was quick ones, and Natalie, you did a good job. You didn't do bad. I felt, I felt like you handled it well, and you, you, you made it through smoothly. <laughs> Thank you. I, I would grade myself maybe a C, right? I mean, I. <laughs> Stopped and stared at the ceiling, you know. <laughs> hey, look, if everybody else that's been on the show has done this number right here, I think you're, you're in pretty good company right now. You're solid. <laughs> that means good. I'm doing my job. Eagle. I made you think a little bit. <laughs> All, right. Awesome. All right. Now, before we get off of here, I got two more for you. And like I said, I truly appreciate you coming on, Natalie. You have, like I said, you've been one of the people in the field that I've uh, truly uh, looked up to because, you know, you know, some people in this field can be really competitive. You know how it is. And sometimes people see you and they, they push you to the side or they don't try to contact with you because they're so competitive. But that's not the vibe I got from you. The first time I met you, you were smiling. You said, hey, you spoke to me. We had a great conversation. And you never looked at me like, oh, okay, he's not supposed to be here or I'm better than him. You ne never got that vibe. You always came to me as a sports journalist, from one sports journalist to another sports journalist. So I truly appreciate that. Oh, absolutely. It's who you are. You know, you're one of the crown jewels, too. Oh, oh, stop it. The crown jewel. I'm all right. I'm OK. <laughs> I'm going to have to. I'm still coming down from that intro. I'm like, man, wow. I do, the best, I do the best I can. I do the best I can. That, that's the commercial <laughs> side of me. That's that Walmart commercial. If, I, if, that, if anything I can do, I can sell a point. And I, I would sell you pretty good on that one. <laughs> you did a good job there. All right. So uh, before we get off, like I was saying, uh, is there any special projects uh, that you have going on? Uh, anything that you want to tell our audience out there that you may have under your sleeve here in the next, uh, you know, couple of weeks or just down the road that, you know, you have that, you know, maybe that you want the viewers to hear about? 
I'll, I mean, I'll speak from my gosh, last year I had a wonderful interview with Carla Williams, mm -hmm. groundbreaking athletic director at UVA. Yes. I want to do something again with her. She's amazing. Probably the, one of the most um, intelligent women I've ever met in my life. Um, let alone the first African-American athletic director at a power five school. And she's right down the road at UVA. So she's incredible. She's someone that I look up to tremendously and I would love to do another project with her again. I did something um, with her for women's heritage month, mm -hmm. which was awesome. Um, but now I'm still trying to, you know, schedule some things with COVID-19 kind of delaying sports. I'm trying to brainstorm some ideas, but um, mm -hmm. you know, definitely stay tuned because I have some things brewing, and um, gotta keep you on your toes. You and, know? And, and, and that's the way it should. And, and I ain't mad at that. That's the way it should be. I'll be honest with you. When I started this, <laughs> when I started this show, I had no clue how it would go down. And as I started bringing and you know, asking people would they come on, I was kind of surprised uh, that you know, not that I was surprised that people would say yes, but I, I didn't think that I would get maybe the, the welcoming that I got. And it's been really nice. And uh, like I said on episode seven with um, Vashtai Hurt, I said to her, I was like, it's nice because I'm getting an opportunity to get a little bit more in depth with that person at that time. And it's just really nice to get, really get to know someone. Uh, and I think sometimes that can be a lost art out here in this world. Uh, so it's nice to just sit down, have a one-on-one -on -one conversation. So I truly appreciate that. Uh, and just, it's, it's been a really good deal. Exactly. And I appreciate you having me on. You know, I, I miss covering games with you. I, I can't wait to be out there again. And I appreciate all that you do. You know, you keep working hard and you're doing a great thing. And uh, I, I love this show. This is awesome. Well, I thank you. I thank you. Now, I, I, but like to finish this off, I need to know this. When it's all said and done and you hang up the microphone and you say, I'm going to put this right here and, and you have hung up your journalism uh, you know, career, what are they going to say about Natalie uh, Calvin? What, what is going to be your legacy? Wow. That is, that is a deep question. Oh my. Um, you know, it's so crazy because obviously I, I love what I do and I'm someone who always wants to do more. So if I could do any role and give back what people have given to me uh, right. in this industry and pay it forward, I would love that. I'd love to be known as someone who helped young women who want to be a sportscaster, who want to be a sports director in a you know, mid to large market. So anything I can do to give back and, and help others achieve their dreams is definitely a big goal of mine. But that's an awesome question because I need to think about that more, you know? That legacy, you know, who who will Natalie Cal that be? See, that's 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 what and that's what legacy maker is all about. I, I people are like, well, why do you ask that? I have to ask that question because I feel like a legacy maker, we want to help build legacies. So just knowing that everybody has that thought process of what type of legacy they want to leave behind, and I'm pretty sure that Natalie's is going to be quite phenomenal. I, I have no doubts in my mind about that, Natalie. I truly, 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 truly appreciate you coming on. I really do. Man, you're just the best. Wow. My night has been made and you're awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. All right, everybody. Thank you all. This has been episode eight. That's right. Natalie Calabat from Channel 8. 
here with us. And we truly thank you all for tuning in to episode eight. Episode nine will have Mr. Controversy himself, Raphael Haynes from the Three Point Conversion down in Atlanta, Georgia. If you don't know about my man, Raphael Hayes, make sure you check him out. Mr. Did You Miss Me? We'll have him on, uh, at, on episode nine. Once again, thank you, Natalie. This is Darrell Lawrence, Legacy Maker Sports Network. Until next time. One, 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 one. Welcome to the one on one, one on one. When it comes to ratings, man, we number one. I get the truth, then I give them the scoop. If anybody got a question, I give them the proof. Welcome to the one on one. When it comes to ratings, man, we number one. I get the truth, then I give them the scoop. If anybody got a question, I give them the proof. Welcome to one on one at Legacy Maker Sports Network.